<laughs> What's up, good people? It's your boy, and it's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. Let me tell y'all something, man. I can't get it together. I can't seem to get it together, man. I keep slacking, man. I want to drop an episode of verbal cardio every week. And I, I just, I just, I just can't do it, guys. I can't do it. I'm sorry, man. I keep letting y'all down. I'm letting myself down. I'm letting y'all down. I make no excuses, but I'm back, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm back, man. Back in business. We back in this thing, man. It's been a lot going on. It's been a lot going on. Um, you know, since we last. Since we left, what we talked about last time, I don't even remember. Probably about cruise ships and, you know. So I did the cruise. I did the cruise, got my little cruise on. But first, before I, before I get into any of this, before I dabble in any of this, man, you know, I, you know, you already know I got my co-host with me. Water in the building, you know. We out here. Mm. Oh. oh, man. Okay, so last time we chatted, it was April sixteenth. Um, I was done. I was done with the cruise. I was back from Japan, Korea. Saw Fast and Furious seventy five, and uh, since then, just been scrambling and hustling as usual, trying to come up. You know, trying to get it together. You know, and I've been in Vegas. Uh, I got to Vegas April twenty fourth, so I've been out here. This is my ninth day in Vegas, y'all. Now, let me tell you something. Nine days in Vegas is too much. It's too much, man. But it's not bad. I'm low-key. I'm chilling. You know, I'm not a big gambler like that, so I've been staying. Matter of fact, I'm up on Vegas. How about that? How about that? I'm up on Vegas, man. I went to this little slot machine at the bar. Uh, put I put a dollar in. First spin, I won $11, and I cashed out. Yes, I got $11 in cashed out, man. $11 in the black. I cashed the hell out. Took my little voucher to the machine and got my eleven seventy five. You feel me on this one, man? Vegas ain't gonna take me down. I feel like I feel like George Clooney and Brad Pitt, man. I feel like I I beat Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Eleven dollars? Feel, feel every piece of that, Vegas. Feel every piece of the money I took from y'all, Vegas. Don't don't ever try, don't ever try to swindle me out of my hard earned bread. I'm eleven dollars in, baby. Feel every piece, man. Nine days out here, I'm eleven dollars up. And I'm not gambling again. Cut to me gambling at the roulette table and losing $120 and going home with my tail between my legs. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Let me tell you something, though. I had some shows. I was performing at the L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere for seven days, April 24th to April 30th. Seven shows, 8 p.m. every night. Let me tell you something. Six of those shows were fantastic. And Vegas, to me... Vegas, to me, in terms of crowd energy, is a weird place. Like, you think Vegas would be cracking because it's, like it's like the entertainment hub 
one of the biggest entertainment hubs in the world. So you would think the crowd, they, they tourists, they just excited to be here. They ready. They can be weird, man. I'm not up there making tigers do tricks. I'm not up there making cities disappear. I'm just standing there with my little raggedy story, man. And I hope that y'all laugh. And, and you know what, man? I I was doing new material. I had a, probably the best week in Vegas I ever had. I don't want to jinx it up and like jinx up this next week I got coming up. Although last night was a good show. Um, I don't want to jinx anything up. You know, I don't want tonight to be horrible or anything like that. But, yo, man, it was a great week in Vegas, man. I got no, I got, I got no regrets. Got no regrets. Yeah. I went to the strip club. Went to the strip club. Let me tell you something, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. I'm not, I don't frequent strip clubs. Okay. I don't frequent strip clubs. I'm not about that life. I'm not about, you know, spending my hard earned money on getting teased. I'm not about that life. That's this. I'm not built for that. Yes. I love women. I love women. I love the, the, the womanly figure. I love their bodies. Mm, the smell, the hair, the whole shebang, the feet. Yes, I'm all in on women, but it's something about the strip club. It doesn't do it for me, man. What you think, water? Oh, agreed, agreed. It's a lot of thirst at the strip clubs, but that's neither here nor there. Went to the strip club because my crew was out here. The producer of my, uh, one of the producers of my comedy special, Brendan Edwards, was in the building. We were all out here. My uh, director, uh, Tony Valentino, um, we were all out here and, and a couple more for Dom, you know what I'm saying? Kyle up in this. So we were, they came to my show, we were hanging out um, and we just went out, man. Guys, night, let me tell you something about guys night out, y'all. Guys night out ain't all ridiculously explosive like you see in the hangover. I would say girls nights out are more ridiculous than guys nights out. Cause we just, we just be chilling. I mean, we'll, we'll do some, we'll do bonehead plays. Like somebody over drink and like somebody was drinking, smoking, take it over the top. But pretty much, we pretty much chill. You know, it's just like, you know, you only live once. And for me, I'm considered a tight ass asexual. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't be all up in women's faces. Tough. I'm not the thirsty. Like I got to take home something tonight. That's not me. That's not, I'll I be chilling, man. I'll be chilling. Yes, I love women. I see a fine woman, I'll be like, man, she look good, man. Oh, man, she she right. But I'm not going to be all over. Cause I, I, I don't know her, man. I don't know her, all right? I ain't about to go over there and create conversation from scratch. I'm not about to, I'm not about to, I create conversation from scratch for a living, okay? When I'm off the stage, I'm not going to sit there and, and discover what you like out of thin air. I don't know you. I don't know who you are, what your values are, where you've been, what you're into, what your family dynamic, what pisses you off, what annoys you, what turns you on. I ain't got time to be doing all that tap dancing. Okay. So uh, I'm all over the place. But hey, this is verbal cardio. I'm running my mouth for 30 minutes, man. Y'all know what it is. But uh, so we were all out here. They came to my first show, met Brennan's moms and grandmothers. So sweet, sweet women, man. So sweet. Let me tell y'all something too, man. If you got your grandparents still in your life, treasure them, talk to them all the time, spend as much time with them as you can, man. Grandparents are great. Um, all my grandparents are, are passed away. So if you got grandparents, 
Cherish them, man. Take all that in, man. That's generations. You can look at generational lineage when you look at your grandparents, man. Don't take that for granted, man. And when I saw Brennan's grandma, I was like, man, this is so dope, man. You got the grandma here, you got moms, and you got the son, man. That's, it's beautiful, man. Family is everything, man. Family is everything. Let me tell you something about Brennan and Tony and them, man. Transit Pictures is their company, man. I fell in love with these guys. They whole crew, you know what I'm saying, Tony's girl, Maya. Uh, I'm in love with these cats, man, because it's like they're just so cool, man. They, What I like about them is that they're all comfortable in their own skin and who they are. And it's just, it's great to see. Like, you know, I'm around so many comedians and a lot of comedians, you know, no disrespect, a lot of comedians aren't comfortable in their own skin. A lot of them are trying to impress people. A lot of them don't know who they are. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them, quite frankly, are fucked up, you know? And so you get a whole bunch of different dynamics like that. And with Tone, Brennan, you know, uh, Kyle, my, everybody seems comfortable in their own skin. And I love like hanging with them. Like, you know, and I'm, tr- I'm trying to be more social, but I'm trying to pick and choose. Cause I've been hanging around comedians so much. It's not, a, it's not always a healthy hangout environment. That's why I don't do a lot of hanging out with comedians, man. Cause it's like so many different personalities and like, you don't jail with them all. You know, I jail with my crew, Keon, DC, Chaz, Keenan, you know, B. Lou. And, you know, I got my friends from, you know, beyond comedy. And I got my family, you know, my my actual family, my in-law family. That Those are the people I cling to. And, you know, comedians, man. Like, when you're on the road with comedians, like, you don't jail with everybody. You got the comedian that talks all the goddamn time. You got the comedian that, that's just out here, like, oh, I got to get these bitches, man. And then they always arguing with women. I'm like, come on, man. You got the comedians that are just uh, inside a shell, so they're kind of socially awkward. You got the comedians that are just trying to do too much. You got the bitter comedians that just want to complain about the industry all the goddamn time. It's just so much, man. You got the comedian that's just into excess. So, like, we got to get toe up, man. Let's get in on these drugs. Let's get in on these strippers. Let's do, let's bang these chicks. And I'm just like, can I just go back to the room, guys? Can I just, you know, call it a night? Because I'm, I'm very mindful of who I hang with. Like, I don't. I can't just hang out with anybody, man. I'd be like, mm, you know what? I'm going to the room, you know. But uh, hanging out with Brennan Tone and them, it's it's becoming second nature now. You know what I'm saying? Because Brennan will be like, man, Tony, you be doing this and this. Expand your mind, man. Try something new. Try something different. I'd be like, oh, no, man. I'm skeptical. I'm on the fence, McGee. I'm on the fence, McGee. I'd be like, oh, no, man. You know, I'm a tourist stuck in my ways, you know, kind of, kind of. I'm very, I'm very precautionary, man. I'll be like, I don't know, man. I don't, you know, I don't trust people. So it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta pull me out of my shell. So anyway, strip club. Um, we at the strip club and whatnot. And, uh, so like I said, like I said before, man, I'm not a strip club guy. I don't sit there at the stage throwing my money up there. I usually loiter in the back where I can avoid detection I don't like to be, don't don't come up to me with the fake sexiness that you do on every dude that goes in there. I'm cool on that. Don't try to come up and be a saleswoman. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, man, like, don't come up to me with the same compliments you gave 80 other dudes this week. I'm just like, just let me, I just came with the group. You know, I don't want no trouble. 
I know I got to spend some type of money, so here you go. Just, just, just get off, just, just get up off me, get up off me. But I am single, so you know, I'm, I'm single up in there, so I'm probably considered easy prey. Okay, so anyway, they buy me a dance from this girl, and because uh, you know, we, we, I'm having a conversation with her, just like, yeah, yeah, I don't go to strip clubs, yeah, blah, blah, blah. They, putting me on blast. He'll never come to strip clubs. He's asexual. I'm like, ah, I'm just taking it, you know? And then, uh, so she took me for a dance and, you know, we were talking. I was just like, yeah, you know, I do stand up comedy, blah, blah, blah. I don't never come to strip clubs. She was probably like, yeah, right. You be coming to strip clubs. I, I really do. I've probably been to five my whole life. Total. One of them I performed at, and that show was disastrous. I think I've been two other times before that. And I think I might have went. Oh, and I went in Montreal, too, with a whole bunch of comedians and stuff. That was pretty funny, but we got the hell out of there pretty quickly. Anyway, um, yeah, so she took me over there. We chopping it up, you know what I'm saying, to get to know you shit. And uh, then when the, I guess she was, I'm not familiar with how it goes. I guess when they when when you go get the lap dance, they wait for the next song to start off, and then you get one song. Okay, so I thought we was just chopping it up. She was comfortable, and then um, I was just talking, you know, chilling. And uh, I'm all about I'm all about not making women uncomfortable. So you know, I try not to be creepy. It's not that I try not to be creepy. I just want you to know that I'm a regular cat out here. I'm not creepy. I ain't got no weird fetishes with with dancers and no shit like that. I'm just a regular cat. But you don't know that. As a woman, you don't know me like that. So I, I don't really want to force you into like, man, this, he's a nice guy. I'm just like, I'm regular, you know. So I'm just trying to just have a conversation. I'm chilling. I'm hands off. You know, I'm not touchy-feely. I'm touchy-feely if I know you, if I'm comfortable with you. But on the, I don't know this girl, so I'm just like, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, cross no lines, you know. I don't want, I don't want the bouncer in the club to throw me out through the window, Beverly Hills cop style. So, you know, I'm just saying, just chopping it up, just telling the truth. Yeah, I'm out here performing, blah 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 blah, out here performing, doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? And then the song changes, and then she was like, man, forget all this. Let's just do this. And I was like, uh, well, can we keep talking? She was like, why would you want to do that? And then she started doing what she do on my lap, having a good time on my lap. I guess I guess dancers tend to like tall guys with, with good laps. And, and, you know, so I guess my long legs served her well. But uh, she was having a good time. She was doing her thing. She was doing her thing. And, like, for me, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a strip club guy. I wasn't expecting – so get, I'm about to get real personal up in here. So if you're a tight ass, fast forward past this part. But uh, I got wood. I got wood. Okay. Woody Harrelson, Woody from Toy Story, just straight Woody the Great on Instagram, Woody Allen. I had the Woody Allen up in there. And I was like, yo, I was not expecting that. And, you know. And I was just like, uh, am I supposed to be tough? Because I didn't want to look too stiff. Like a woman can feel a stiff guy. So, I, you know, I was stiff McGillicuddy. I was weekend at Bernie's, just a stiff sitting there. Except weekend at Bernie's, he seemed pretty relaxed. I wasn't weekend at Bernie's relaxed. I was just a straight stiff in the morgue. Okay. So I was just sitting there, you know, and she was like, you, you can touch me. I was like, where, where, where can I touch you? Like anywhere below here. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, well, let's. 
Well, let's, you know, I just put my hands there, but it was like a forced hand placement. I was just like, oh, yeah, like this, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, I don't know her like that. You know what I mean? I don't want to I don't want to cross the line. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't doing my usual intimate man woman grab. I was just like, oh, yeah, it was just like I put my hands there. Kind of like how you would grab a pumpkin. Like I, I, I just did the, the pumpkin hand placement. Like, oh yeah, this is a good pumpkin for the kids. You know, <laughs> that's how my hands initially went on there. Cause she had a big booty. Okay, she had a big booty. It was probably she probably got work done on it. That's neither here nor there. But it felt it, it felt pretty good. Like I've never felt a fake booty before. And if this was in fact fake, it wasn't a bad feel. I I didn't think I would. I thought it was going. I thought fake booties was going to be hard and like you know weird. But it was cool. I was like, okay, this is what they feel like. Cool. If it was real, no disrespect. If she's listening to this, no disrespect. I doubt if she's listening to this podcast, but no disrespect if it's an organic booty. No disrespect at all. But like, you know, so anyway, so I'm grabbing, I'm holding, my hands are on her, okay? And she's doing her thing, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, oh, man. And I'm I'm Woody Harrelson at this point. I don't think I got the Woody. I don't think I got the Woody Allen until I started, you know, using my hands as well. Because then I felt more plugged in, if that makes any sense. Uh, no pun intended. I, I wasn't plugged into her physically. You know, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so we up in there, you know, and then I'm just I'm getting more comfortable. She getting into it. She seemed comfortable, like you know. And uh, I was like, okay, then, okay. And she, you know, sliding me little compliments here and there. I'm like, well, she seems to be comfortable with me. That's that's a great thing, you know. And it was just, you know, and she just leaned as far as the top boobs on my face. I'm just like, oh, 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 okay, okay. But I wasn't doing nothing to the boobs. I was like, all right, you know. She felt clean, like like she freshly washed. It was cool. It was it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Song went off. I was like, yo, it was a good time, man. I just felt good after. Like, it was some stress relief. Even though I didn't really get the full stress release. You know what I'm saying? The stress relief up in this. But I felt good. I was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was smiling. I was more comfortable in the strip club after that. I was just like, you know what? This is cool. They doing their thing. I'm doing mine, you know. And I had like three more dances after that. Two with two other women. And then... The fourth one was the same girl again, and she was just like, you know, she was she was really working it the second time. She was like sweating and like, you know, um, she was talking like she was feeling me, but I was like, this is this is how they get the money. They 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 make it look like you special and that they really feeling you. But I was like, man, that, you know, thanks, but you know, thanks, but I, I get it. I get what you're doing. Make that money, girl. But anyway, that was the most fun I ever had at the strip club. That was the most fun I ever had at the strip club. And it's all about the group of people you go with, too. So it was a good time. Everybody was chill. Everybody was nice, thirsty. We was all good with no wilding out, you know. It was a good time in Vegas. So this was like uh, probably my third night in Vegas. This is before I broke Vegas at that 11.75, you know what I'm saying? Uh, also, Fremont Street, if you're not familiar with Vegas, that's like the old strip or whatever and that's the Vegas you see a lot of times in movies. In the Mace video, feels so good. They they shot that around there, and they got this little zip line where you go like across, you know, Fremont Street on the zip line. You could do a Superman style. I wanted to get on that, but I didn't. I wanted in on that, man. I wanted in. 
But man, I had a ball with Brennan and them. Then we hit up this convention so they could film some stuff and all that. So I was doing that with them. And then, you know, we was eating breakfast every morning, pancakes. Let me tell you something, man. If you ever in Vegas, go to Blueberry Hill. They got like a few of them throughout Vegas. They got some glorious pancakes. Go to Blueberry Hill. Get the pancakes at Blueberry Hill. They're almost, when, when you say pancakes, cake is cake is obviously in the word. But a lot of times, the pancakes don't seem like actual cake. They seem more bready than anything. These felt like cake, like breakfast cake with syrup and butter on it. And then, like, you know, we went three times. And then, you know, after the first time, I was like, oh, we we got to get blueberries in on this. We we got to get some blueberries cracking. I kept getting the blueberries. And I was getting fat instantly. Like, let me tell you something about my body type, man. I, I gain and lose weight very quickly. So I was just, you know, pancakes every morning. And, you know, I'm not eating meat, so I'm, I was carving out. And, man, I saw, I was like, God damn, just, just from all this, just from the Jesus, Jesus, the love handle gut packaging was cracking. I was like, let me take it easy on these pancakes. I'm going over the top. So uh, I had to I had to quit going. Like so, the last time before Brennan and Tone and them left town, we went to Blueberry Hill one last time. I think I got uh, did I get the pancakes at last? I think I got the pancakes that last time. And then I got my life together after that. And then uh, you know I hang out I hang out with Ricky and Anton when I'm here too. Hung out with Ricky. Did a who did two hookah lounge shows with Ricky, and uh, one of them, my boy Mike P does every Tuesday. Uh, it's hookah lounge spot. It cracks in there, man. And uh, before that, we did this hookah lounge. It was like, I'd say maybe 10 people in that thing, man. And that that that's where comedians go to struggle and, and take it to the face. You A lot of comedians say that about Mike P's spot, too. But this particular night at Mike P's joint, it was cracking. It was packed. And, like, they were ready to laugh. This nice. I was like, yo, this is a different Luna Lounge tonight. Okay. Man, but the but the but the lounge before that, man, I was like, it's struggle city in there. The comedians was insulting everybody. I was like, that's when you can tell a comedian the struggle when they just insult the audience. The audience be sitting there minding their own business. What 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 y'all got going right here? What who why? Then they just slander up and just throw the audience members on the grill. Yeah, you a gay nigga over here. I'm like, man, take it easy, man. Nah, man. And then they start roasting. He was roasting me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm a comic, man. I'm going to get on that mic and get this revenge. Don't do this, dog. We peers. He didn't know I was a comedian at the time, but I got the, I got the mic and got my revenge. But still, man. But uh, I had to do it, man. I had to do it. Every time I'm in Vegas, I got to do Mike P's like uh, hookah lounge. Got to, man. Even though it's Struggle City in there, I have to do it. I have to. I cannot not do it. It's tradition at this point. Anyway, so uh, so now I'm doing Brad Garrett Comedy Club inside the MGM. I had Garrett's Popcorn uh, yesterday. If you're not familiar with Garrett's Popcorn, it's gourmet popcorn originated in Chicago. They got Garrett's in a couple airports, um, and they got Garrett's here in Vegas. Let me tell you something, man. So good. If you're not about that gourmet popcorn life, this don't apply to you. But the popcorn is so good. They got this cheese corn. It is so, it's the best of all time. It's the best. And the best thing to do is get a cheese caramel blend 
preferably more cheese than the caramel because the caramel is so sugary and sweet. Your teeth are just your teeth will pack up and leave your mouth if you had too much of this caramel corn. They will your teeth will be like, you know, I ain't signed up for this shit, and they just packing angrily. And your teeth will leave. About five of your teeth will leave and get on the midnight train to Georgia. Okay. But if you get the cheese caramel blend, the cheese caramel mix is so good. So good. But yesterday I walked, I walked over to uh Planet Hollywood, because I know where the Garrett's is. I know I know exactly where it's at. Walk my black ass over there, got me a, a small bag of that cheese corn and went to town. I ate the I ate the whole small bag from my walk to Planet Hollywood back to the MGM. Tore it up, tore it down. People out here on the strip trying to hand you flyers and mixtapes. I'm like, man, I was oblivious to them. I was in my own little cheese corn world. I was looking up. I don't even know how I didn't walk into people because I was looking into the heavens the whole time eating this popcorn. My fingers were yellow. I'm sure my lips was ashy and yellow. I was having the time of my life with this cheese corn. You understand me? So next time you in Vegas, go to Garrett's Popcorn. They got one in the Planet Hollywood uh, Casino. It might be another one around here. I'm not sure. Uh, make sure you get in on it, man. It's so good. And if you're ever in Chicago, get Garrett's Popcorn, man. It's so good. Uh, get the cheese caramel blend. It would change your life, man. It would change your life. If you into those popcorn streets like that, you might not be into popcorn like that, but I love it. Anywho, I saw a movie while I was out here as well. You know I'm going to get the movies in. You know I'm going to get the movies in. I'm gonna, and I'm going to get the movies in later this week. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. You know I got to dabble in that. You know I got to dabble in that, man. Marvel all day. What y'all want to do? Guardians of the Galaxy 2 coming out. Anyway, I saw this movie called Slight. Slight. It has this young kid that I just saw, and um, he was in the movie with Will Smith, Collateral Beauty. Um, He was the lead kid. He's like this magician kid that's also a dope dealer trying to provide a better life for him and his little sister. Their parents died, so he's raising his sister. So he's selling drugs and doing magic tricks on the streets just to make ends meet, okay? And he works for this drug dealer name. Uh, drug dealer, I forget his character name, but the actor is Dulé Hill from, you might remember him from uh, Psych, okay? And uh, the movie was cool. It was from the producers of Get Out. That's how they're trying to get people into the theaters to see it. Low budget joint, but it didn't feel low budget. Um it was a cool little movie, man. It wasn't great. Uh, it didn't blow me away, but it was cool, man. It was like, all right, I, 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 I fucks with this. It was cool. Because um, he he had a little secret. I don't want to give everything away, but he had this, like, you know, this secret where he can move things. And, like, you know, those are his tricks. Like, yo, he's, he's really moving stuff with his mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's about that and pretty much how he can get out of the situation he's in on the drug side of it. It's kind of like the movie fresh only not as good. In my opinion, if you've never seen the movie fresh, I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix. It was for some point in time. Uh, it's got Sean Nelson in it. Giancarlo Esposito and Sam Jackson and Boucher Wright is in there too. Fresh is a super dope movie about this kid uh in brooklyn i think and you know he's selling drugs just to you know get out of there but he's he's uh damn near a master at chess 
Like he plays chess really good, and he plays chess with his father, who's Sam Jackson, all the time. And so basically he was maneuvering his real life like a chess game, trying to get out of the drug life. Fresh is an excellent movie. It came out in like 94. If you can get your hands on it, if you can see it somewhere, I truly recommend the movie Fresh. Slight is cool, though. Slight, I recommend it. Matinee it up. Uh, Slight was cool. Um, the performances were good. Dulé Hill, he played an interesting drug dealer because he wasn't, he wasn't trying to be over the top tough and hard. He was like, you know, he was all about respect, but the way he talked, it was like a regular dude, which I appreciated. I appreciate it because I'm, I'm over the cliche of the drug dealer being all tough and hard and gritty. And, hey, man, don't fuck up, don't fuck up my money, man. Don't fuck up my money. Like when, when you get to talking like that, I feel like you acting. I feel like you overplaying the tough guy. And, and then I don't buy you. I'm not buying it, you know. Because, like, in real life, in real life, drug dealers are regular as hell. They regular as hell, man. They In real life, they talk regular. They're not talking, to, oh, yeah, motherfucker, motherfucker, you got motherfucking money, man. You got my product, man. If you don't have my product, it's going to be a problem out here, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm the biggest drug dealer inside of Mississippi, man. I want my fucking money, man. And there's, there's drug dealers out there that talk like that, but, but. The ones that's really running things, the ones that's really doing it, they 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 know how to talk. They know how to act in public. They 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 kind of slide the, sh- the over the top street shit to the side so they can so they can go further in this game. So I appreciated him playing it like that, and uh, it made it more believable. You know what I mean? The relationship aspect in the movie was kind of rushed, but uh, it was it was appreciated, I guess. But it was it was kind of rushed. I was like, really, y'all. Y'all taking it to this level this quick? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But the little, the girl that played his little sister, she did good. And uh, so I said all that to say Slight is a pretty good movie, pretty good flick. If you miss it in theaters, no big deal. But if you go check it out, I think you'll enjoy it too. So uh, Slight, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Anyway, uh, we have reached my time limit. Uh, you know, I never, I try to go, I keep it 30 as best I can. Um, but it's good to be back. First of all, it's good to be back. Hopefully I'll get back on the rhythm. Cause I know y'all be waiting. I'll be posting stuff on Instagram. Y'all, we don't want to hear this. We're verbal cardio and I apologize. I'm so, I need to get like Bill Burr every Monday. You can count on him. I want to be, I want to be as dependable as Bill Burr out in this piece out here on these podcast streets and I'm gonna get better. I'm going to get better, y'all. But I'm going to be back sooner than y'all think with another episode. How about that? How about that? Anyway, man, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. But before I even sign off, please hit me up on my Instagram page. Comment. When you see, when you go to my Instagram page and you see my Verbal Cardio logo, comment on that particular post. Tell me what you want me to talk about in the future. Comment on what I talked about in this episode. Just give me feedback right there. Uh, you can follow me at Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, at Tony Baker Comedy on Snapchat. I'm back on there. Comedian Tony Baker on Facebook. And uh, my my podcast will be on iTunes and SoundCloud and Comic Delivery. Oh, there's my timer. Anyway, guys, um, thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal guardian.